welcome back to the True Feminine Podcast. My name is Rachel Green now because I just got married in September. Um, and I'm so excited to be back here this week. And I'm even more excited because I have a special guest with me. And her name is Stacia. And she is going to be talking to us about the topic of porn and porn addiction with women. And Contrary to popular belief, uh, porn is actually a big issue with women, um, just as much as it is with men. And in our world today, it is a big issue. And so Stacia is going to talk to us um, about how she became addicted to porn at a young age and how she got out of her addiction and uh, practical tips and tools and um, ways and ideas and resources to break this porn addiction if you are somebody who struggles with that um, and wants to know more about that. So welcome to the show, Stacia. Um, Would you like to just tell us, um, tell us one random fact about yourself? Random fact. in high school, I drove a hot pink Chevy S10 with sparkles. Ooh. Yeah. I was oh. like, I like sports and I like trucks, but I also like being girly. So I got a truck painted pink from a family friend. He did not the best job, but it was hot pink with sparkles. Hot, <laughs> hot pink with sparkles. It's pretty cool. Well, that's awesome. I'm a little bit jealous. Okay. Um, I probably would have loved that. So <laughs> anyways. Um, Stacia, I want you to kind of dive in. I tend to keep my podcast down to 20 minutes, but because we have a guest, we'll probably go over. So, um, honored. I'm honored. Honored. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I want to say a fun fact about Stacia. Stacia happens to be an actress. (laughs) I know. She's more of a thespian, not lesbian, thespian. Thespian. And by actress, she means um, for fun, on the side, I'm not paid. I have a full-time corporate job, but I do love the the gift of acting. She's an incredible actress, and a thespian is somebody who does theater, so Mm -hmm. for all of those wondering. Um, she's an amazing actress and actually I met her at a Halloween party when she was acting like she was Hillary Clinton for, um, Halloween and we were dying laughing the whole time. And (laughs) side note, just for the record, she actually was not the biggest fan of Hillary, but she was her for Halloween. So now that we got the fun stuff out of the way, Stasia, I want you to tell us a little bit about your story. Mm -hmm. So, um, how did you first come across porn, uh, pornography, and um, what was your journey down that deep uh, spiral, I guess? Yeah. Um, to start it off a little bit, I think it's important to know that my dad is a pastor, was my pastor, still is a pastor, um, and we lived in a very Christian culture in the Midwest. Everyone... If you're not a Christian, you at least go to church or you talk about God or he's in your life in some way. Um, So they call it the Bible Belt. So that was something that was just part of our our DNA. So growing up in a Christian family, um, growing up in a very church family who's there early, who stays late. um, That was kind of my upbringing and, and we were super close. Our family still is very, very close. But I was starting to see all my friends around me, they're starting to have sex. And I want to wait till marriage, but how can I, how can I learn? How can I, um, you know, get the skills that I need, the knowledge that I need for my someday husband? 
And I think that's where um, lies just kind of seep in and, and say, yeah, you, yeah, your husband's not going to be happy with the little amount of knowledge that you have and the, the little amount of experience that you have, which I think our culture does a great job of, um, of doing that. That's not a good thing, but our culture sh- like tells us everything we're doing wrong, everything we need to know, what we're not doing, and why, you know, what we can do to fill in those voids. Um, so um, I have a question. When was the first time you discovered porn? Was it at your house? Was it at a friend's house? Like, how how did you come across that for your first time? Yeah, um, witnessing such a thing. The first time was it was with a group of maybe five, seven girls, and we were just watching it to kind of make fun of all of our guy friends. Were telling us that they watched it, and I was like, oh, we're all like, what is this? Ew, okay, guys, let's Google some stuff. Let's see some stuff, and it's. How accessible it is, and now even more so, is wild. Mm. Um, but it was probably just five, ten minutes of us watching videos, and, and the girls were making fun of them, but I was so intrigued. I was like, this is sex. This is what I've been missing. This is what my friends are doing, and I'm not doing this until marriage. Mm. Um, so it kind of spiraled me into thinking, I want more of that. Whatever that was, however that made me feel, I want more of that. And so it was, that's what kind of started me going home and figuring out, oh, I know how to delete history. Did you ever feel, oh, I know how to, (laughs) I know how to delete history. Yeah. Don't we all? Um, Now, did you ever feel, did you feel justified? Because I know a lot of girls Mm -hmm. or, you know, people feel like if they are not actually having physical sex with a man um, or their partner or whoever, um, and they're just watching porn, they oftentimes feel like um, they're okay or it's not really that bad because they're not actually having sex. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that or what were you thinking as a young person going through that? Totally. Um, I, with all those lies that were kind of coming into my head, that was a big one. Like, this is fine, Stacey. You're not having sex. It's okay. You're just watching it. You're learning. This is okay. You're fine. You could be, you know, getting it in, but you're not. You're just watching it. This is great. Um, So it's definitely that lie that I would so believe. But then as soon as I was done watching it, guilt would just flood over me. And I'm like, oh, why did I watch that? Why am I watching this? Why can I not stop watching this? Mm. So the same, the yes and, where you have, you believe that this is justified. And then after, you're filled with shame. Right. What do you feel like, um, what do you feel like it is inside of us that feels this sense of like guilt or shame after watching porn? Because, and I'll kind of actually just chime in just for a second. And, you know, I actually first came across porn, I think I was Mm -hmm. in uh, eighth grade, eighth or ninth grade. And it was one of my good friends in, in, at school, and we were at her house, and I was just sleeping over at her house, and she was like, ooh, my dad has these tapes. Like, and I'm like, oh, really? What? And of course, it always starts with curiosity. Yeah. And um, and so I just, you know, I, I guess I'm saying this to say that, you know, I've also, you know, had, you know, similar experience, mm-hmm. and I think, like, we all do, right? We all come across that at some point. It's a matter of, you know, how addicted do you allow yourself to become, mm-hmm. Um, but I do want you to actually touch on what do you think it is inside of our bodies or why is it that we do all feel this sense of shame and um, like discouragement or guilt like after we have watched porn, even though we have not done the actual act. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think a lot of it goes to like, it's like our gut feeling, trusting our gut of knowing that wasn't right. What I just watched was not right. That was not natural. These are actors getting paid to do this. And I'm sitting down profiting from, you know, their acting, their, you know, um, pornographic measures. Um, I would say, though, I have had people who don't feel guilty. They don't feel shame. Um, They watch it, and it's normal, and it's part of their life. And they don't have that instinct, kind of those internal lights going off saying, this is wrong, this is bad. So I don't know if it's growing up Christian, growing up with those Christianity morals where you're like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this, or I've been told not to watch this. But I think there's so much education that has to happen rather than don't watch this. There's so many reasons why not to watch this. And even when I talk to friends, you know, who aren't in faith, um, I always harp on like, hey, yes, I'm a Christian, or yes, I have um, XYZ standards, or this, that, whatever. But taking all of that out, there's so much that porn affects. You know, the frequency of porn, there we go, corn, porn (laughs) consumption Um, correlates with depression, anxiety, stress, and social problems. So we're seeing it seep into all of these different areas. Um, And I would say there's still people who who don't feel that stress or they don't feel that shame or that guilt. For me, I think that was, you know, my, the way I grew up knowing porn isn't good. Porn, I'm not supposed to watch porn. I'm learning all of this. So, you know, um... Obviously, yes, you were raised as a Christian, but I want to actually add or maybe say that um, I have a thought that maybe we feel a sense of guilt and shame because at the end of the day, you know, by God's design, uh, we were really created to have intimacy, that Mm -hmm. type of intimacy with one person. And so something inside of our innate selves like we we Mm -hmm. can sense this uh that there's something on the moral compass that just Mm -hmm. doesn't seem entirely right and I mean you know I'm not a psychologist and I know that you're not a psychologist so we can't speak as though we are (laughs) professional um addiction counselors counselors or anything but you know these are just from our you know this is opinions and thoughts and you know based on some research that I know that you know, stations done it myself, but I think that, um, you know, I, I just wonder, you know, mm-hmm. I like to ask all those hard questions of like, what is it about us when we wait, like after we watch something like this, after we do something, yeah. why do we feel so like, ugh, mm-hmm. like a sense of, ugh. and, um, and I truly actually just believe that our souls were just created for something greater. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes the thing that is greater takes more work and it is not usually the easy path Mm -hmm. and um i also think that with porn it's very self-satisfying so it's it's almost this selfish thing so we are getting a good feeling off of watching um these these men and women or, or women um be abused essentially or used excuse me used and abused or used or you know paid uh to display their bodies and um and so I don't know I think I think there's a lot of things a lot of reasons that go into the fact that we feel so much shame and guilt Mm -hmm. after watching it that goes so much deeper and probably far beyond uh physical and mental and into that spiritual whether you're a Christian or not Mm -hmm. 
But I think the problem is, and I know Stacia's going to touch on this, is that our culture and society has completely normalized so much immorality and um, and, and this idea that, you know, we're, we're, we should just, like, have sex with everybody we see. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and to touch on that, like, I was sharing a little bit that I've gotten some uh, some feedback, um, some negative feedback, just saying, like, hey, you're speaking out that porn is harmful. And I'm like, yes, porn is harmful. And they're saying, you're stigmatizing porn, you're stigmatizing sex workers. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not the route I'm going. Um, there's just so much science, and again, we aren't psychologists, but there is so much science in um, what porn does and the pathways in your brain that it creates and porn activates the reward center just like a drug would so it's those little dopamine hits so it's sending false signals so over time the brain can't tell the difference between a false signal and a healthy reward and to me that's so scary you're you're trying to get intimate with someone you're wanting to get intimate with someone but your brain is so used to these false signals from porn these whatever they were orgasms they were dopamine hits whatever this is going on in your brain And your brain's like, I don't know what a full signal is, and I don't know what a healthy signal is. And so it's just like, oh, we've got to go to the facts. We've got to see that infidelity goes up 300% when porn is involved. Um, 56% of divorce cases involved one party having an interest in pornographic sites. So it's like these are just stats and facts that show you how porn is harmful and that our culture is totally trying to normalize it. Mm, 100%. And I want to add that I my pastor a long time ago did a whole like series on like porn and sex and everything. And one thing that he said that always stuck with me is he said that um, when you watch porn and the more partners that you end up having sex with and then the more partners or the more porn that you watch, When you actually do fall in love and you do get married to your partner and your partner is married to you and both of you have slept with a whole bunch of people and or watched a bunch of porn, um, it's like it's like your man is having sex with you and a whole bunch of other women, Hmm. meaning like in his mind, there's all these other women popping up inside of his head. So it's no longer this sacred, you know, intimate um bedroom experience that you're having with your, 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 um, husband and because your husband now has, and you, you know, you Mm -hmm. have, so it goes both ways, right? Um, you are carrying all these different people inside this love, romantic, intimate, Mm -hmm. sacred relationship, you know, that God really meant it for that. And so I think that's interesting. I also love that you touched on the fact that, you know, some of the stats that, um, I don't know what it was exactly, but most marriages that yeah, end in divorce. 56% of divorce is porn is involved in some way. Porn is involved. I also want to add that um, a lot of, uh, almost every person who, um, you know, it goes to prison for rape or murder or mm-hmm. anything like that, they all testify and say that you know it started with porn it started with watching porn and then it escalated to all this other crazy porn Mm -hmm. and it led to them needing any kind of satisfaction that turned into very abusive status Mm -hmm. abusive sexual um things and 
abusing kids and things like that. And so, I mean, it just gets messy when we allow our eyes and minds to entertain such a thing. Now, I want to kind of go back on the topic or get back on the addiction of it. So you mentioned that you struggled with addiction. So I have a couple questions. How long did you struggle with addiction? A and B, how did you get out of that Mm. addiction? So if you want to share that, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, So it probably lasted, um, I always kind of estimate, two to four years. Um, Which in the way I estimate, it it was closer to four, but the last two years it would be like, okay, Stacia, you can make it only once this month. Only once this month. And usually I'd fail or, you know, I'd go a few months without watching it. Um, So I was kind of trying to like wean myself off of it, which... We can get into that in a second, how I got out of it. Um, But I would say about four years. And it was so hard when I was in it because, and that's why I would say I'm so passionate about speaking up and out about it. People are like, hey, you don't have to talk about your porn addiction if you don't want, or you know, you're, you're you're already through it, great job. Like, why are you so passionate about it? And I'm like, oh my gosh, because girls don't talk about it. And you, the way that I kind of tried to explain it or relate it is guys, don't talk about body image as much as girls do. Um, Of course, they struggle with body image, and I'm sure they would like to talk about it more, Um, but it's just, like, not as common of a conversation in the guy's world, whereas all of us girls are like, oh, my gosh, my nail buds, my roots, whatever. Anything body image we have conversations about. Um, Whereas for them, that's porn. They talk porn very frequently, very open, and women do not talk porn. And so I'm just like, I want to be outspoken about it. I want to say... You are not alone if you are a girl watching. Um, 50% of women watch. One in three are addicted. And so I think growing up, I just didn't know that stat. I would be in church even. And they'd say, hey, guys, we know you're struggling with porn. Boys, we've got a, a, an accountability group for you. we got a, a pornography Bible study. And I'm like, it'd be my dad up on the stage talking to the men. And I'm like, hello, like, am I the only girl going through this? I'm so gross. And so it's this like burning desire. I'm like, I need. What's wrong? With I need me? just yeah. I'm like, this is so sick. I have in my mind a boy issue, and none of my girls were talking about it. I didn't know anyone who was addicted or even watching, other than that one time. Um, so I'm just so big on letting girls know you are not alone. Um, and the whole time I was addicted, I felt extremely alone, and I felt trapped, and I felt just dirty and filled with shame. Um, I would think about it all the time. I'd be at volleyball practice thinking about it. I can't wait to get home and watch. Um, I tried getting out so much. I'd be praying and crying and praying and crying. I'd write sticky notes on my computer with codes that only I knew. It'd be like, D-W-S, don't watch, Stacia. So I'm like, Okay, even these codes aren't working. And then that's such an addiction is your mind, your body just goes into autopilot when you think, I want to watch porn. Even with everything set up, your body just takes you to the computer. You know what to type in the browser. There you're going, and you're off. Um, Luckily, in college, I had a BlackBerry. (laughs) And BlackBerry's internet just, I don't know if it didn't work or mine didn't work or whatever. So, um Dating yourself? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, so, it, and I just know how much more accessible it is today, and I'm so glad I didn't have an iPhone in college. I'm so glad I didn't have the, 
you know, accessibility that you can have to it now. Um, mm. But for me, it was, and I do not re- recommend this in, in terms of getting out of an addiction. Um, nobody knew. Nobody helped me. Nobody, I didn't tell anybody. It was my little secret. Um, just I would pray and cry and pray and cry and journal and just be desperate to get out of it. I would watch it and then just start weeping because I was so mad at myself that I was trapped and I felt like I would be watching porn the rest of my life. Mm. And so it, it began with, like I was mentioning, the weaning off. Okay, Stacia, you only get to watch once this week. Okay, you only get to watch once this month. Okay, you only get to... And so it was these slow... Uh, slow milestones I made for myself. Again, I failed all the time on those. Um, And I also went to a Christian college that had a very blocked internet. So that was helpful for me. So little things like that where I just know I was supposed to go to that college maybe for blocked internet. Who knows? Um, So it was just these little milestones that I was putting in my my life. But again, they... The, the first time I watched, I wanted to quit. I wanted out, but I was stuck into it for about four years. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like, um, do you, do you feel like you, like, what were some of those, like, steps that you, or when was the, sorry, I have so many questions going through <laughs> my head right now, but, um, what, uh, like, which, which one do I want to ask? Where do I, where do we want to go with this? Um, when was the first time you actually told somebody that you struggled with porn? Was it when you were in it, in the midst of it, or after? After. So I was about a year out, um, and I hadn't watched it at all, and I was still so embarrassed about it. And I remember being like, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm over it. I'm out. And then I just felt like by me keeping it my own little secret, even though I was out of it, not watching anymore... It still like had a hold on me. It was still this darkness that I needed to I needed to put light on it, and so I opened up to a, a group of ten girls, and I literally couldn't stop crying when I was sharing. And they're like, "Stacia, we love you so much, but we're we actually can't understand you. We don't know what you're saying because you're crying so much." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Okay, good." Um, so it was so hard to open up about it at first, but then just the way they received it, the way they received me. Um, and how I thought they would versus how they actually did was beautiful. And I was like, okay, I can tell more people. I can bring more people into this. And in those, those 10 girls, one came up to me and said, I've been struggling with this. I needed to hear that. And I think that kind of fueled my flame of like, oh my gosh, girls need to know that they can talk about this. They can, they're not alone. They can get out of this too. And they felt that trap that I felt and that I thought I'd be stuck in forever. Mm. Yeah, and I want to say that, you know, I think one of the biggest misses, I think, just in society and, you know, in the Christian world, definitely, um, is just not, not almost like normalizing the conversations of porn or sex Absolutely. or purity, you know, just all the things. We don't actually normalize those conversations. And so what ends up happening is that the culture normalizes Mm -hmm. the conversation and they normalize all the immoralities. Whereas I think that, you know, maybe something that Christians could possibly do instead and just people in general is just to have these conversations. It's like, you know, um, you know, it's like when something's hidden or in the dark, mm-hmm. it, it festers and it's kind of like mold and bacteria or whatever. It like grows when it, it grows and expands when it's in dark places. Mm-hmm. But when the light comes on, it doesn't, it dies. It doesn't do that good. And so it's kind of like the same thing. And so 
I think that, you know, it's, it's a shame really and truly that, you know, um, we as, you know, people of faith and things like that, we don't really actually just open the conversation up to be normal and to be like, Hey, like actually, no, this is actually true. Like everyone is struggling with this. Everyone has come across porn. And I always say that whether you've clicked a pornography website or not, you've probably more than likely seen something pornographic in your life. So, I mean, I truly cannot turn on a Netflix TV show anymore without seeing somebody naked Mm -hmm. or half naked or in some dramatic sex scene and just in a casual TV show. So, or the Instagram Explore page. Oh my God. Goodbye. (laughs) Or Instagram Explore. Exactly. On Instagram, it's, I mean, there's so much like pornography on Instagram now. And so Mm -hmm. that's really sad too. And so it is literally everywhere staring us in the face. And so I love that you have um, really opened up that conversation and mm-hmm. that you're bold and you just say, hey, like, I'm a chick and yeah. I struggle with... I watched with, porn. I watched porn. I struggle with porn mm-hmm. addiction and I overcame it and I am now studying and realizing how much, uh, how detrimental... Really, I actually want to say this too. All addiction is detrimental. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest issues is that, you know, everyone's like, Oh, what's wrong? You know, you hear some people go, what's wrong with watching porn? And it's like, well, okay. Because porn like sugar or alcohol or certain things can be extremely addicting. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just one reason not to do it, but addictions make you a slave. Mm -hmm. It makes you a slave to something. And it typically doesn't lead you in the path of life. It usually leads you in the path of death and destruction. And so, Mm -hmm. Um, if you want to live an abundant life truly, then yeah. you want to be free from addictions. You don't mm-hmm. want anything to own you, anything to control you, anything to um, possess you in that way mm-hmm. and in that manner. And then also, um, you really do want to protect uh, your marriage that you may potentially have in the future. And, you know, just as men need to do that, women do as well. And so, yeah. anyways, I want you to talk about um, real quick. Um, so how you kind of got out of it. So you said ways that some ways you got out of it were you set, uh, you tried setting some boundaries for yourself, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Set up just like obstacles. Like I had the computer that took 10 minutes to turn on. Um, it wasn't dial up. It was just an old Dell. So I would turn it completely off knowing like, okay, that will have to give me 10 minutes to think about what am I doing? Why am I doing this? But a lot of times those obstacles obviously did not work. Another thing you mentioned was um, avoiding um, being alone in a dark room. I think you had said that. That's another tip, yeah. right? Yeah. So things that I always say or the advice that I give are three C's. So connect, chat, consider. So connect for me, connect with God. That is what helped me. It saved me. It'd be my, my prayer time with him, my cry time with him. Um, and just feeling him truly pulling me out of it and pulling me out of a place that I did not think that I could get out from. Um, and then chat with someone, bring someone in, bring in that accountability. I, I promise you, um, I thought they were going to look at me so different. I thought girls wouldn't want to be my friends anymore. I thought my parents were going to be ashamed that their daughter watched porn. Um, and it, 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 that's not how they respond. They respond with open arms. They respond with grace. They respond with love. Um, so bring someone in and say, hey, I need help. Would you mind setting up a, an accountability app with me? Would you mind um, asking me once a week how I'm doing on this? Would you mind, um, you know, just bringing them in again, exposing light and, and bringing light into that darkness, kind of bringing out, I call it my, my little black box, bringing it out into the light. Um, 
and exposing that. And then consider, consider your triggers. So what are triggers that are getting you to that computer or to your phone or what have you? Um, for me, it was dark rooms. I couldn't be alone. Or if I knew both my parents were going to be gone, oh, Stacia, you should make plans. You shouldn't be home alone. Um, oh, it's I'm with the cute boy and we're in a dark basement. Uh-oh, we're going to do some stuff probably. So it's like avoid, avoid what you can. Set up boundaries. Set up obstacles know what your triggers are if you can't watch netflix movies because that brings images back or it reminds you of what you could go watch you know um exactly what you want to watch for three minutes um stay away from netflix stay away from instagram i have been out of it for eight years now anytime a sex scene comes on i live with five girls so we're what we watch a lot of different kind of movies um Fortunately, none of them struggled with porn, but for me, I just don't want to remind my memory of images or of those clips. So I'll go right to my phone, I'll check my email, I'll distract myself for a little bit because I don't need my brain to remember those things. So for me, I don't watch sex scenes anymore. Um, I had to avoid Victoria's Secret for a while. I had to avoid Spencer's for a while um, just because there's all the sex toys and mm. and all of that. So consider your triggers and know what you need to avoid and be smart. Mm. It's a lot of self-facilitating, a lot of self... Um, it's like self-parenting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like putting guidelines on yourself, basically. Yeah, I know. Um, so I just want to say that I, I fully agree, and I think that Boundaries are the key to like everything in life, yeah. but you know, setting up healthy boundaries and, you know, I, I often talk about this to my girls and my audience, you know, that, um, the best way to, uh, communicate things, the best way to overcome things is really to understand and really, truly know yourself really, mm-hmm. really well. So That's good. it's kind of like what you were saying, like, you know, how, it's like you had to understand what your triggers were, right? Mm-hmm. You had to understand like what it makes me tick, what gets me like going, okay, so I shouldn't be home alone in the dark. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't, you know, go perusing, you know, Victoria's Secret and the sex toy store or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, because, you know, this is going to lead me, you know, to wanting to press buttons into, mm-hmm. you know, opening up that can of worms. And so, you know... It's like know thyself. I love I love that. As you know, as cliche as that is, but it's true. It's like know thyself, understand yourself. So, mm-hmm. all you girls listening, I just want to say that I want you to know and understand yourself, and yeah. so really dig in and ask yourself hard questions. Ask yourself, what is it that makes me that triggers me to want to go um, watch these sex scenes or whatever it is Mm -hmm. try to understand that and then try to um it's almost like outsmarting yourself (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you want to outsmart yourself and um and you guys might be asking but like why like does it really matter is this you know really that big of a deal for me to watch porn or whatever and I would say that um it is. It is mm-hmm. a big deal. And, you know, Stacia mentioned a lot of statistics earlier about, um, do you want, can you just hit him with those statistics real quick? Yeah. And I'm going to try to wrap this up in the next five minutes. Um, so we don't just don't go too over, but can you just remind everyone who's listening the stats of why mm-hmm. this might be, uh, really detrimental to yourself and your future relationships? Yeah. Um, the biggest one I always talk about is <clears throat> anytime there's 
a lot of porn consumption, um, it's going to directly feed into depression, anxiety, stress, and social problems. Um, The more you're watching porn, the lonelier you actually get because it is taking you out of reality. You are living in fantasy world and what you're watching, pool boy next door, guess what? That's not real life. And so now my sex, I've got, I had sex on this crazy pedestal that I'm having to slowly pull down and heal from, um, which praise Jesus, but it is, you are living in one watching porn, you are living in fantasy world that nothing about that is real. Infidelity goes up 300%. So, uh, basically cheating. If you want cheating to happen, uh, it's going to go up 300% with porn use. And 56% of divorce cases involved one party having an interest in pornographic sites. So it's just such a, such a bummer with, again, the, the reality versus fantasy. Um, for me, physically, I am still a virgin, but emotionally and mentally, I am the farthest thing from a virgin. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. I hate that. It's a conversation that I'm going to have with whoever I end up marrying someday. Um, just to sit down and be like, hey, I've, I've seen so much. I've experienced so much emotionally and mentally. Um, and it's, my wedding night is not going to be what I want. My wedding night is not going to be the pure, um, naive, uneducated night that I want. Um, so I just always encourage, like, get out while you can. Get help. Connect with, connect with God if that's your thing. Um, chat with someone, bring them in, and consider your triggers and set up your set up your boundaries. Yeah, and I, I want to just add that um, you know it, it's true. Like you know, we're all a little tainted from the world. So I'm gonna <laughs> try to wrap this up. You know, we're all a little tainted from the world. We all have. Uh, we're just not perfect, right? We're just not. Uh, we all miss the mark. So if you are listening to this and you are someone who struggled, and you know, you, you know, we're all, we're all collectively on a journey in mm-hmm. life together and we're on this journey really truly seeking out ourselves and seeking out God and understanding you know um things that are far beyond ourselves and i think that that a lot of that can get clouded with a lot of impurities and you know i you guys know i'm a christian and so i always talk about god's uh really beautiful design and so mm-hmm. you know he just has a design he has order and you know if you can follow god's order as much as possible you will find so much peace in mm-hmm. that and so much more fulfillment in that and it's hard to explain yeah and it's hard to comprehend when you are being bombarded mm-hmm. by the things in this world images um, were you going to say something? I was just going to say, um, as, as far as restoration goes, how she's saying the design, feeling, feeling that fullness in God, feeling like you're living in his design, what he created you for. I just wanted to give one kind of final charge of if that is you, or if that was you, or if, you know, you struggle with viewing porn, I just want to encourage you that I am on the other side of it. And I'm so grateful to be on the other side of it. And I just want to encourage you that you can do this. You can get out. And it is so beautiful over here. It is filled with freedom. It is filled with restoration. I'm living my life the most full and abundant I ever have. My intimacy with Jesus is beautiful. My 
freedom in him and my freedom in, in the way I live and the peace that I feel is because that I have full freedom and I encourage you and I'm believing in you. Um, and I so badly just want the same for you. Mm, yeah. Amen. I like that. <laughs> Preach girl. Come on. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, I fully, I love that. And I think that, you know, just like going back to like, we're all in this journey together and mm-hmm. we're all see. And you know, here's the thing. I just got married and it's funny because like when you're married, you know, Oh, you're not just magically, you know, not tempted by things. No, you're always tempted. Your husband's tempted. You're tempted. Um, we're still bombarded by the same things. We still have to make choices. So this doesn't just magically disappear when you get a boyfriend. It doesn't magically disappear when you get a husband. And so that is why it's important, so important to set up good, healthy boundaries to really protect your mind, protect your heart, and mm-hmm. protect yourself from temptations that could lead down slippery slopes into destruction and so that's really why we are sharing this with you guys and just opening this conversation to just to be had and you know the biggest thing is nobody wants you to feel shamed it's like Stacia said like she's here to tell her story to tell you the victory Mm -hmm. that she has had and she has received and and that she lives in so she doesn't live in shame now you know Mm -hmm. all that's wiped away and so no one should live in shame, um, but we should rise up to try to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. And um, that's what truly leads us closer to our maker, and mm-hmm. it's what leads us um, into better things. And I would just love to share one thing about my husband. He said, like, you know, he never had – he was not raised in a Christian home, and people told him, you know – oh, porn's normal, like, when you are dating somebody, having sex, that's just what you do, duh, right? That's what he was told. And when he met me, he was like, oh, my gosh, like, Rachel, like, okay, yeah, he's such a respectful person. He totally respected me wanting to wait until I'm married and everything. And and he literally on his own shares regularly such a big part of his story where he says, you know what, he's like, wow, I never knew what I was missing. Mm. I never knew that all those times people made everything about sex when that's probably the least important thing about your relationship. Mm -hmm. And what's the most important, there's so much more to a relationship than just sex. And then he said, I feel like I know myself better. Mm -hmm. I know you better. And I feel like I know God better as a result. And he said, it's really hard to explain to someone. And I would never have been able to know this unless I went through this journey with you, Rachel. And so, um, don't lose heart. Um, that's somebody who grew up watching porn and doing the things, you know. And so there's hope for everybody. And the beauty about us and our femininess, femininity, <laughs> is that God designed us to be this beauty that causes a man to want to rise up and uh, be different. And so this isn't about changing a man because we can't fully change a person. But it is about, um, uh, you know, just standing your ground with your boundary and asking the man if he wants to rise to the occasion. And if he does, then watch to see what he does. But if he doesn't, then you can move forward. But, um, you know, I would say, you know, you can have a little bit of grace with that. But anyway, that's another conversation for another (laughs) time. But we are going to wrap it up. You guys know I like to keep it at about 20 minutes. But because we have a guest, we got to go over. Duh. I'm too. So um, thank you so much, Stacia. And again, I mean, did you have any final words? Did you have anything else that you wanted to say? 
No, I think, um, I think we hit it all. Yeah, we got it all. We feel good. Okay. Um, I would say my Instagram for yeah, uh, I was porn stuff. My porn gram. She's got a. <laughs> she has a. She has her own porn site. Uh, and I always by... feel bad. My roommates and like, hey, will you come film this porn video of me really quick? I, I mean, <laughs> a video of me talking about porn. Talking about porn. Um, okay. So that account is um, Storm and Armor. And so we can like, yeah, I'll link I'll link stuff. I'll link her info below. So if you ever want to connect with her, you can send her some DMs. I think I don't know. Is that okay? Yeah, slide in, baby. Slide into her DMs if you have questions or concerns, or you just want to talk to her about some of that, um, and just see some of her content and her stories and things that she talks about there uh, regarding porn. So I'll link that down below. And um, but I think that's all we have today. I hope this was helpful for everyone who is listening. And um, we love you, I believe in you. Don't be afraid to open up the conversation about porn and find a good mentor or somebody who you can just casually talk about it with and, and work through it. Because the best way you're gonna work through anything is by openly communicating and talking about it and admitting it. The first step is always admitting it. So, love you guys, have a great day. We'll talk soon.